people, they, they, he wants to start that business, he's ready to do it, but sometimes there's that hesitation, he used the word hesitation, right? And the hesitation comes from, I'm not ready, not the right time, I don't know what to do, I don't have the strategy, the plan, I don't have the procedures, I don't know what the system is. And so what we do is, well, we say to ourselves, it's kind of the funniest mind trick, we say, I don't know how to do that. Welcome to the Dean Graziosi Show. All success starts right here. Hi, I'm Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Say hey to Jeff. Hey, Jeff. I'm at a point in my company, I'm a handyman. It's time to go bigger. Um, so there's been a lot of hesitation. Am I good enough? Um, I need to get over that. I need to put procedures in place. Um, I believe that a system would probably be helpful, but I don't know where to start with any of that stuff. Mm. Um, so I'm a little guy that wants to be a lot bigger. Got, Got some great ideas, but I don't know how to get there. Systems and procedures. That's, that's, that's just the way you're looking through it. So you're a handyman right now. Correct. Are you a one-man show? I am. Okay, and who do you work for? Do you work for individuals or you work for like uh, apartment complexes? What do you do? I have uh, a couple property management companies that I, I service as well as individuals. I'm presently defining my ideal client. Okay, and if, you, if this was three years from now, two years from now, we were back here, Brendan and I were up here, and you're like, holy shit, it went amazing. Best three years of my life. What's that look like for you? That looks like uh, me having my time to manage my business and not be in a job. Okay. Um, I want to have multiple trucks. I want multiple people uh, benefiting from my uh, ability, what I feel is ability to manage and lead. And I want them to be able to take advantage of that and have their jobs. But I want to I be, I want to give a, well, you, you touched on it. It's odd. But I have, a, I have a dream to have a concierge service. Okay. That has That's great. Hey, could you guys bring me out a, uh, the whiteboard or the, the flip chart? It'll come out now. Watch this. It's cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it might fall on you, though. It <laughs> might fall on you. got to watch it. Um, I wanted to show you something real quick. You, you want to share something? I have an idea. You go. Yeah, yeah, you go. Or you want me to go? I don't, we can talk about <laughs> systems and procedures. That's maybe a separate conversation, but the okay. first conversation is always mindset, and the first conversation in this is... Yes, absolutely. Go sooner than you are ready. Absolutely. I've, uh, like, that like, that was probably be my aha. Sorry to interrupt. That's, That's okay. probably my aha. Uh, not so much from the last speaker, but there's been quite a few. Okay, I just got to go. I got to go. Give him a round of applause. You have to. You have to. So, so what Brendan... Like, yeah, yeah, go sooner than you're ready. And when is the most soon moment? Now. now. Like, it, it, here's the thing. People... They, they, he wants to start that business, he's ready to do it, but sometimes there's that hesitation, he used the word hesitation, right? And the hesitation comes from, I'm not ready, not the right time, I don't know what to do, I don't have the strategy, the plan, I don't have the procedures, I don't know what the system is. And so what we do is, well, we say to ourselves, it's kind of the funniest mind trick, we say, I don't know how to do that. And so we stop. What high performers do is they go, I don't know how to do that, so I better start messing it up to figure it out. Uh, you know, I, I better get in the mix and honor the fact that it's going to yeah, be absolutely. ugly and messy and you're going to mess it up. Like, the good news is, like, I can acknowledge, I don't know how many of you guys are like this, I am fully capable and very proud of the fact that Brendan Burchard is a hot mess. 
<laughs> I'm a hot mess. I can go into anything. Dean can say, you want to try this? I'm like, sure. The reason my confidence is so high, because I know I'm going to suck at everything at first. <laughs> I don't have any other expectation. I have the expectation of a student. I'm yeah. going to bumble into this thing. It's going to be a hot mess. I'm not going to figure out. And then I'll start honing and honing and honing and honing. And then one day, it doesn't feel like such a hot mess. And then one day, people are like, you're pretty good. And then one day, they're like, well, you're amazing. That's that idea of it's never soon enough. You have to like just go and just wander in, be messy, figure it out. That, people call that courage. I call that science. That's just common sense. Absolutely. Like until you get into it, you won't figure it out. So I'm like, if you're ready to hire, hire. Well, I don't know how to hire. Get, you know how you're going to learn Start how to up. hire that first person. Hate that person. <laughs> fire that person. Go, not like that. <laughs> Next, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who's ready to get at this? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now hey, Dean's going to say something yes. smart. No, no, that was, it all starts with that. Because how long have you been thinking about this? I started the business with an idea that I would have three trucks on the road by this time. I'm four, I'm five years in. So, so you've been thinking about this, but you're thinking, <laughs> I don't really have the systems. I don't really have the processes. I don't know how to market for that, right? So Brendan's right. So the thing that I would do, I shared this yesterday. Some people get motivated by aspiration. If I do this, I could have three trucks. Oh my God, three trucks, make more money, less time for me. That's pretty cool for some people. Some people, that's a carrot person. You dangle the carrot in front of yourself and you go after the carrot. But most people, I, I suggest, go after the pain. How would you like to be here three years from now and giving us the same shit-ass story? No way. Not okay? going to happen. No, but I would think about that for the next two days. I would say it's three years from now. I'm still a solo entrepreneur. I'm still wishing and dreaming the next level. I'm still envious of other companies that are doing what I want. But boo-hoo, I don't have the systems. Not going to happen. I'm just being honest. You want right. that shit to happen? Exactly not. Okay, so whatever motivates you, that's the stick. So think, some of you are motivated by the carrot, some of you are motivated by the stick. Who cares? If pain motivates you because you don't want to be here in three years, then amplify it. Sit in your room tonight going, oh my God, imagine if it was three years. Imagine if it was five years from now. I'm five years older. I'm still running and gunning. I'm still doing it all myself. I'm still answering the phone. I'm still dealing with two jackass clients when I should have 20. Feel that pain and make that <laughs> your decision time that right now things are changing. Right on. Okay? I'm going to share one more thing, because this will work for everybody. I learned this from Dan Sullivan. I don't want to say, boy, you wrecked this thing good, dude. No, I'm kidding. The red one smells better. The red yeah, one I like it. I don't know. Oh, it's like, so, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I didn't really smell it. I'd have a headache. Um, so I learned this from Dan Sullivan, is when you have this balance of growing, there's two things. Whenever you're stressed in business, it means, let's just say this is your opportunities, and this is your capabilities, right? If these two aren't in balance, you're stressed. For example, if your capabilities are to handle 20 houses a week, right? That's what you can handle. I'm just guessing some. But all of a sudden, a company comes along and says, hey, can you handle my 600 houses? Ah, stress. It's opportunity stress. Holy shit, I can't handle that. Then all of a sudden you go, well, screw this. I'm going on a hiring phase, even if it's the wrong people. And you hire all the people and you match your capabilities with your opportunities. You're balanced. This is the life of an entrepreneur. Brendan and I get there all the time. You're like, oh, I got this shit. And then all of a sudden this guy goes, I don't want you to do my houses anymore. And it goes down to 20 houses a week and you got all these employees like, oh, shit, I got to pay all these people and I don't have the opportunities. So the only thing I want to tell you is this is the amazing adventure of an, op of a, of an entrepreneur. 
You can go get a job. Your shit's just like this for the rest of your life. That's fine. But if you want to be in the game, match these as best you can. So when I say capabilities and opportunities, capabilities are systems and processes. But if you build all that shit and you don't go out and market and sell to get more people in, you can build all the systems and processes in the world. You have nobody to do it. So all I can say is everybody in here, as you're building something, imagine these two are growing and you want them to stay as equal as you can on the way up. Hire one person while simultaneously you're learning a little bit of direct response marketing. You build a, a consumer awareness on gu guide on how to hire the perfect um, you know, handyman and you're starting some online marketing. More leads are coming in. You're your first person. Ramp ups go on, start doing videos, more people come in, referral system, second employee, personal assistant. All of a sudden, if you grow these alongside of each other, you can grow with less roller coaster. It's always going to be a roller coaster. Enjoy the ride. Because at Great. the end of your life, you don't want to look back and go, thank God I played it safe. <laughs> All right. Thank Good you, answer. Jim. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What's your question? You got one? Or you just wanted to give the honey? All right. Let's just... There we go. Let's. Hello. You rock, man. Thank you. I'm pretty nervous right now. Um, my name's Tyler. Uh, my my situation is a little bit unique. Um, I'm a day trader. Okay. So my whole business is me, and my psychology. So that's what I've come here for is the psychological part of the day trading, and because it's very very emotional when you when you're losing thousands of dollars at a moment, you know. You, you, you don't want to believe it and then you're holding hope and all this shenanigans. But when you're winning, you're like, dude, don't, you're on fire. But I just need help with the fact of like, now I'm at that point where I get hesitant. I get afraid to pull the trigger, even though I have my A plus setups, everything strategic, and, but I hesitate and then I watch it go without me. And, and then when I finally decide to pull the trigger, like it, I take, it, I, I'm on the bad end. You see what I mean? So I lose money, and then it comes to the point where, like, I don't even want to go into day trading anymore. Like, I just want to go hide. You know what I mean? But then I finally get out of that, and I just need help with the whole psychological. So I, I got a quick question because I don't know much about that. Besides, I have anxiety for you right now. Yeah, I'm pretty nervous. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> like, oh man, you're making me nervous. I'm sorry, I'm, um, I'm nervous. No. Um, do you know anybody that's been a day trader for 20 years? Uh, not 20 years, but I have a mentor who's been day trading for eight years. Is he still day trading? Yes. He's been eight years, you said? Yes, sir. What's his life like? Is he stable, normal, or is... Yeah, he makes about, if, if you want me to, he, he makes on average about $8,000 a day. Okay. And how rare is that? I mean, do you want to, I mean, is that, is that I, I don't know anything about this business. It just seems like, it feels like, it seems like, like a professional gambler. Like they don't last long. The emotional roller coaster is so oh, it, difficult, right? Yeah. So it's like maybe, and I'd love your opinion on this. Yeah, you, I guess you go, so, yeah, let me get your opinion on this before I go any deeper. I mean, here's why it feels so bad, and this, is, this applies to everybody, so maybe it's helpful. The reason it feels so bad is because it's always left to randomness. And so when things are not hitting in day trading, you're like, oh my God, and, and this, this is the stress, the anxiety comes up, and you don't know what to do. So you get angry and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Or you get scared, you don't know what to do. Or you freeze and you're just like, ah, and everything's so minute by minute in his industry. And I've worked with some of you guys like, at a really high level. And the challenge that will happen is if you don't figure out your own method of coping with that yeah. and it becomes a rule, it will only get worse. 
Like the more success you have and the more randomness you put on the success, the more it feels terrible. It's not that you have to have all systems and procedures and everything perfectly codified, but if you don't, you're in trouble. So you might just have like uh, the best guy I know, really great example, like right next to his computers, and I say computers because a lot of these guys have like five monitors, you know, it's like, I like geek out on their tech. I'm like, look at all these monitors. Let's watch a comic book show. Anyway. (laughs) But he has this thing right next to it, um, next to his monitor, and it has his five rules. And his five rules are how to react in, in like negativity or uncertainty or chaos. And it's just like he, wor- like he starts, because you're always going to have that impulse of like, <gasps> everybody has that. That won't go away, especially when it's your money, right? And you push the button and the money was gone. Yeah, yeah that hurts. Right? It hurts. That, that will not change in that particular thing. You'll always feel a little that, <gasps> like that little bit. But you, what you need is that card that says, okay, when this loss happens, do one, two, three, four, five, and teach yourself, will yourself, make Great. yourself follow those five steps. Because you've done it in the past. Sometimes you've taken a loss and you handled it great and you went out at night and felt fine. Yeah. What did you do in your mind when that happened? What did you do on the dashboard when that happened? Like, you know you did something, right? Oh, I said, I said, I, I said losses, like if, because if, I'm a scalp trader, so I'm yep. only scalping for 10, 20, 30 cents, but I'm taking yep. thousands of shares at a time. Right. So when I take, let's say 2,000 shares and it makes 30 cents, that's $600. Well, yep. when I do that, if I can do that consistently throughout, you know, every day. Yeah. Um, that's but you, about I got, you've yeah. lost before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So think about the time that you lost before and you handled it well. Okay. And start writing your rule system Amazing. down. Yeah. Like you need to have that to go to. Like when this happens, I, oh, here's what I, what I go to. I, I do this in my own events because we do eight events a year and there are thousands of people. And every time we do an event, it's like, okay, if this stuff happens at the event, we do these things. It's like your simple little checklist right? Maybe read, if you haven't read Checklist Manifesto yet, read that book okay. and develop your own checklist to go, okay, in this circumstance, I follow these five rules. And that will create, even if it doesn't solve the problem, here's the funny thing. You don't always have to solve the problem, but if you order your mind, you'll win faster. Right? SOPs, like get that down. Like, so figure, like order your mind in those moments of chaos and it'll feel way better and you'll get to a solution faster. Yeah, and the other, yeah, no, this is amazing. This is probably the best advice you could get for this because the other thing too is your significance, I'm betting at this time, is attached to your winning days and your losing days. So are you in a good mood on a winning day? Of course. Okay, and you have a girlfriend or a significant other? Yeah, this is my girlfriend right here. Okay, so on a day he loses, is he jackass sometimes? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what you're doing is you're feeling better about yourself if you win and bad about yourself if you lose. You're taking it personal and you can only do that so much. So his advice is so perfect because whether you win or lose, you're the same human. Okay. So you can't, you can't make, I have money, I'm good, I'm strong, I'm taking care of my family. I have no money, I'm a loser, I'm an idiot, why the fuck am I doing this? Right? You can't handle that emotional roller coaster. It's, it's you have to anchor in who you are. And even if you got to write it down to the left, this is who I am. And when stuff goes sideways, this is what I do. And train yourself over the next six months, and you'll be able to do it less emotional. Thank you. You got it. All right. Round of applause. Great question. Who's next? Who's got the mic? Oh, there we go. Back there. Hi. I'm Catherine Gray from near Chicago, Illinois. What's up, Catherine? Hi, Catherine. I actually came here to learn more about real estate. 
and how to get involved in it. And I have learned some. But while here, I realize that there's so much more that my business can do. I've had a business for 35 years, and there have been some good and bad, and really bad. And we're trying to grow right now in a different market, but we have five different, still in software, five different ways. Oh, I, I guess I didn't say that. We're, uh, we're engineers and, I'm in, and we write engineering software. Five different potential ways to go. Do we, do we have to choose one and focus on only one, or can we choose two based on what do we, what do we think is going to be best can for I, Can I ask clients? you a question? How do you sell your software? Everything's sold online. Okay. So let's just, let's just and, and I love the way we go back and forth, but let me just tell you the variables that I see is who runs your marketing to sell it online? Me. Okay. So, and do you study any direct response marketing or understand how that works at a deep level or no? Not on a deep level. Okay. So, think of these variables. Brendan and I do millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars every year just online selling our products and our courses, right? If we just take our books, we take one book that we have to sell, not all other things we do, one book, it might take, and we call it, or I call it marketing stamina, it might take five or 10 different sales videos, five or 10 different offers, 50 different ads that we're running on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. That's so many different variables, but that's the marketing stamina. That's why we win. We keep at it until we find the perfect sales page with the perfect offer, with the perfect platform, with the perfect ads, right? So that takes a lot of different work, which is all worth it. 1,000% worth it. I just passed a half a million copies all on social media with my book, right? All worth it. But here's the thing. If you have that and all of a sudden you have five different softwares, I'm not good at math, but imagine the variables, right? Is it Instagram, Facebook? Is it YouTube? Is it a video? Is it a static ad? Do I sign them to an opt-in page or do I go to the regular page? And then when they're there, what, what is the messaging for this software and the messaging for that? My suggestion is, which one do you feel is the biggest home run? Which is the one that people need, or I should say, want the most? And be careful, I could go in a million different directions. Be careful you're building these software for what people need. Make sure you know what they want. People only buy what they want. They don't buy what they need. I would figure out which one of those softwares people want the most. This is my opinion. He might have a completely different opinion. And I would obsess on that one. I would go deeper on marketing. I would understand direct response. I would crack the code on that one. And then once the code is cracked on that one, you can apply it to all the other four. Okay. Uh, do you have one or two or three of those top five? Which ones, like, which ones are the lion's share of revenue? Our revenue is from custom programming. Okay. But oh. we're, we're trying to come up with a service. Got it. So you don't yet have the service. Correct. Okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Good so question. I'm definitely focused on what Dean Good is saying. Question. And I would also, like, if that's going to be the Find thing. Find who they are. Yeah. Whatever you've already, like, the big thing is when you're in transition is business, Find what is really driving like 80% of your success and keep doing that. Yeah, we will. Okay. Then that other part of time, you add on that new service, but only choose like one. 
and get that one thing. There's a mentality in, in that we kind of try to teach at my events. And it's called blockbuster mentality. If you're going to do the work, create blockbusters, right? So if you're going to make a service, make a blockbuster service, something that is like that one thing will crush it for you. And you can focus so much time and energy and effort on that instead of doing lots of different things. It's that very basic thing of like, I always tell people, you all know like Apple is worth like a trillion dollars plus as a brand or whatever. They have like tens of thousands of employees, but they basically have like six or 10 products when you really think about it. Yeah. So think about that. You're trying to do five things. Apple that has tens of thousands of employees and a trillion dollars to spend is only doing like 10. Yeah. It kind of rebaselines like, wow, we really take on too much as entrepreneurs and think we have to do everything when the biggest companies in the world are really honed, like obsessing about one or two little things and that's it and that's what makes them bigger. So I'd find like, what's that service gonna be that's gonna be a blockbuster? Obsess on that, but make sure you have that, that part of the business that's already doing really well. Let that thing keep doing its thing. Make sure that's doing it with excellence while you bolt on a new blockbuster. I don't usually tell people just like, well, stop everything and start this new thing. And especially if you have good momentum, good clients, good team, good responsibilities over here, like maintain that and then make that transition. And that will usually help you do it a little more sanely, a little more strategically, and maybe that will serve. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, great question, thank you for being here. We're over on time. You wanna do one more? Let's do one more. All right, sorry. So I know everybody's got talk. their hands up. It's Tanner's fault. Hello, and uh, thank you very much um, for taking my question. Uh, my name is Anthony Casta, and I know my uh, situation might be a little bit different than a lot of people. A lot of people are all awesome in here. They uh, started their own businesses. They've had failures, successes. Um, I'm actually going into a brand new business right now, so I'm going into real estate. Uh, I just got my real estate license. I just got signed on to a new brokerage, Keller Williams, here in Scottsdale. Nice. And um, awesome. I just kind of want to know. And my goal is to be like the rookie of the year in Scottsdale at the new brokerage. Blockbuster. Why would you have any other goal? Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I went to their gala. They invited me. They had an extra seat just this past Wednesday. Um, their award ceremony, and it was just awesome. The rookie of the year actually um, had $241,000 in commission his first year in real estate. Awesome. I'm looking to break that and do 250 this next year. And um, I have the drive. I, you guys are absolutely phenomenal. This is awesome that I actually have the opportunity to come here. And um, just kind of what would you advise I should do going into this, you know, for the first time ever, and um, just kind of what could help me get off my feet and, you know, hit the ground running uh, like I'm really looking forward to. Okay, so a couple things I would do is I would uh, find, you know the name of that guy that was a rookie? Uh, I do not know the name of him yet. I'll, I'm, find out his name yep. and take him to like Steak 44 or something. Buy him a $200 lunch or dinner of course. and ask him the top five things he did to become rookie of the year. Yeah. And then do that. That's Okay, next. Yeah. No, <laughs> For sure. Yeah. First off, I would do that. I would, that. Exactly what I would do. I would get with him and say, how'd you crush it out of the gate? First off. Yep. Secondly, all the stuff we're talking about here, right? Third, I would find, I guarantee he found a niche 
like he's dealing with just investors or he's dealing with just high-end homes or he's dealing with just low-end homes on the west side. What so many people do is they go in and want to be everything to everybody. Niche it down. Decide what's the best for you. High-end homes, dealing with that type of people, investors that are buying like crazy from out of state, dealing with Canadian investors or California investors. People get so scared to niche when actually that's where the money is. So I would go to lunch with that dude. I would yep. decide what, makes you, what lights you up. I would set the agenda. I'd make a not-to-do list and get all the shit off your plate that doesn't serve you to be Rookie of the Year, and I'd go after it that way. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Good. And if I could, one more quick question. If you don't mind, and I come up really fast, would you sign my book for me? Uh, yeah, go quick. <laughs> and everybody else is like, can I come up? No, no. While you do that, I'll yeah, give you, you yeah, yeah, you do your thing. I'll give you one more piece of advice too. Like that, man. That. Thank you so much. You got it. And that's, <laughs> a lot of you guys are starting, actually, he, he felt like he was kind of not part of this group a little bit. He felt like he's, you know, I'm starting something new. A lot of these guys are, how many of you are actually starting something new in the next six months? Oh, you got it, man. We look around, man. Like, look, at, look around. A lot. Look around. Look around. These guys are waving their hands because they are also starting something new. So here's the problem. When you're starting something new, you always feel like you're alone starting something new, right? It's the, it's the default setting. We think we're like, oh, I'm unsure. I, I, I don't know. I must be the only one. So yeah, model someone like he's saying. But two, go into that market confident. Confident. When you sell something, be confident. Even when you're new, you got to be confident. You can still be the student. You can still be humble. You can still be great. Yeah, I did a whole nice. persuasion training first day. That's it. Confidence. Same. Yeah. Like that's too many new people, especially Siri. Look at home, you can have your doubts, but if you are selling with somebody, which is what you're doing, you've got to show them so much confidence in what you're doing, who you are, what your process is, even if you don't know. Even if they ask a question you don't know, you say, you know what? I'm going to go track that down for you. I'll let you know tomorrow. Instead of, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, it's like, oh, you know what? I'll track that down. I'll get the to tomorrow. Like, you got to have that confident lean to do well in all of sales. And that's where most people really screw it up. They just won't, like, say it directly. And they're just trying to be nice because what they want to do is feel like they're fitting in, feel like they're belonging, feel like they're creating this great space for this person. But what that safe place is for that other person is your confidence. So you got to will yourself to get there and come from that place that you will find a way to serve them even if you don't know. And if your confidence comes from there, I will find a way to serve you even if I don't know how, that will make me a successful business person in any context all the time. Awesome. All right. That's it. If you like today's podcast, then you're going to love being a part of my texting community. What's that mean? You could text me right now at 480 480- 49019, or it should be below right here. And it comes directly to my phone. It doesn't go to my team, it comes to me. I've been absolutely loving the interaction. I send out some cool things. About once a week, I text nothing but things to get your week going, to get your mind thinking. And when we have new videos and things like that, I always text my community first. It has absolutely been a blast. And I'd love for you to do it right now. Text me, 480 409019. Do it, text me.